Hi there, this is Patrick Belton of the InsureTech Fintech Revolution.com and Q Digital. Today's podcast concerns the insurance industry and ecosystems or the ecosystem economy. And we'll cover off some things with some a couple basic definitions uh, and where answer the question where do ecosystems drive value in your firm? Discuss digital ecosystems, uh, what you need to do to succeed in actions that your firm should consider taking partnerships and the partnership economy, we'll touch upon that. The customer relationship and how the nature of that is evolving and changing rapidly and radically. Uh, we'll discuss how the nature of insurance risk is evolving and changing in the context of ecosystem economy. And where, lastly, where there's some opportunities and risks that lay for your organizations. The primary thing to wrap your head around, and this is the most fundamental takeaway in this podcast, and that's that there's a paradigm shift. Ecosystems, the ecosystem economy, the insurance industry, society's rapidly reorganizing and restructuring itself. So what is the pathway forward for your organization and your leadership team in the context of the ecosystem society? One thing that you do need to understand is that your company's existence, if you're operating on more or less a traditional insurance industry business model, that was created during the Industrial Revolution, which is what most firms are operating on, your existence is threatened as an organization if you do not radically change your business model, your value proposition, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is not hyperbole. So what's the basic societal, economic, and political backdrop to your insurance organization's operations? Well, if you look at the broader insurance industry, we're in the midst of this paradigm shift in globally in society. And these don't come along often, though, in the history of humanity. Ecosystems are going to account for about 30% of Canada's gross domestic product, or GDP, and about 35% of business revenues by the year, say, about 2025, so four or five years from now. The pace of change is dramatically accelerating. In fact, it's at in a level now that I would describe as being an extreme. Those who are doubting these changes or questioning them are going to be swallowed by, by it, bottom line. This extreme rapidity is fueled by big data, mobility, artificial intelligence, and some other emerging, emerging technologies. Our economy is shifting in part to a distribution economy model. The rise of ecosystems is simultaneously where we as a society and where your organization face its greatest threats, but also its greatest opportunities and really the greatest challenges of digitization. The wide adoption of digitization and those associated technologies by the human race, but also all insurance consumers, rich and poor alike, has resulted in a society that is keenly dependent on these two things and that engenders all sorts of consequences. Society's newfound reliance on digitization and the associated related technologies has and is reshaping customer expectations. It is also redefining the boundaries between and across industries, including insurance. Insurance organizations like yours cannot avoid these aforementioned phenomena. As traditional industry borders are rapidly falling away, 
the future of insurance is being greatly influenced by platforms and ecosystems. And ecosystems arising stems directly from digitization. This rewards those who are adaptable, agile, and responsive to change. So I want to get out of the way two basic definitions. One is platform. What is a platform? The second is ecosystem. What is an ecosystem? So platform. A platform is a business model that permits multiple participants to connect to it, where they can interact with one another and they can create value and exchange value. Examples of companies that have been solely built on the platform business model lay all around us. And look here, some obvious examples, Facebook and Amazon. Those are platform business model organizations. Second definition, the basic one, what is an ecosystem? Okay, so if we stand back, essentially, an ecosystem is the network of organizations and interconnected set of services, including suppliers and distributors or customers, competitors, government agencies and regulators, processes, products, and so on, all of this involved, that are all involved in the delivery of a specific product or service through both competition and cooperation. Ecosystems allow for the users and the participants to fulfill a variety of needs, but all in one integrated experience. This idea, or, or the idea, is really that each entity within the ecosystem affects and is affected by all of the others. So it's creating a constantly evolving relationship in which each entity must be flexible and adaptable in order to survive as sort of like a biological ecosystem. Like natural ecosystems, the organizations that are involved in ecosystems compete for survival with adaptation, but also sometimes extinct extinction. As a company, your organization, your insurance firm, must be viewed not as a single firm in the insurance industry, but henceforth must be viewed as a member of an ecosystem with its participants spanning across multiple industries and areas of society. So this is a very dynamic environment. In effect, the ecosystem consists of a network of interlinked companies that dynamically interact with each other through competition and cooperation to grow sales and to survive. When the ecosystem is thriving, it means that the participants have developed patterns of behavior that streamline the flow of ideas, talent, and capital throughout the system. Ecosystems tend to emerge around a fundamental human and organization needs. The shape and the composition of these ecosystems varies country to country and region to region within a given country, in part due to variances in regulations, cultural customs, tastes, wants, and needs. So let's move on to a new section, ecosystems and the essence of where they drive value. I'll highlight three areas. Uh, the first is by acting as a gateway. So the second area is by harnessing the effects of larger and broader networks. And the third area is by integrating data across a whole series of services. 
So number one, ecosystems where they drive value, where they drive value. Area one is by acting as a gateway. And part of what this means is in doing so, it's reducing friction for your customers who are switching across related services and their purchasing habits day to day, week to week. As an example, I can one I can identify is that of say Facebook Messenger service because it enables not just communication between friends, but also allows for the user, the person using it to shop, to check into a hotel, to read the news, to chat with a doctor. And all of this is accomplished through a single interface. And actually when you think about it, it is absolute brilliance. Now I ask you, what have you envisioned along these lines for your insurance organization with your carrier, broker, MGA, or some other player in the field? The second area of ecosystems and where they drive values. Area two is by harnessing the effects of networks. This is key. What this means is by way of an example that I can come up with that maybe you can relate to is Google, which is pervasive in all of our lives. Google has created an ecosystem of smart home products, and this entails giving customers monthly report cards illustrating their energy consumption while also comparing it to that of their immediate neighbors, which provides context to those numbers, and context is key. This may alter their behavior and energy usage going forward, or it may cause them to invest in energy-saving renovations and equipment. Google is also creating some value for the energy companies by providing consolidated information regarding demand, which helps the energy company optimize production. It's just a wonderful, wonderful device. The third area where ecosystems is in essence drive value concerns in data, integrating data across a whole series of services. So in some experiences that I've had uh, working in the artificial intelligence and machine learning space, I became familiar with a really good example. I, I think it is a good example anyway, and it's where healthcare data company was extracting high fidelity data from the healthcare ecosystem, but applying it to the lives of patients to improve their health and, and human health outside of those particular patients. I, I, so let's step back again and look at digital ecosystems, broadly speaking, and your insurance organization situated in digital ecosystems. And just make some comments uh, and some informed thoughts around that area. First thought would be is that your insurance organization needs to shift its perspective from an insurance industry perspective to that of an ecosystem perspective. And this is a transformative way of thinking and it, you really actually have to change how you think and conceive of your business really radically actually. And this requires you to make a significant change in the way in which you define your firm's role in the economy, not the way in which you define your role in the insurance industry. If you just define your role in the insurance industry, then you have limited your revenue opportunities. You have limited your boundaries to traditionally conceived ones, and you've ensured that your firm will not survive to 2030. Whereas, if you define your organization's role in the broader economy, then you will imagine new revenue opportunities within insurance, but also outside of it.
point two, as far as your firm being situated in digital ecosystems. The way our insurance industry operates today, carriers essentially, insurance carriers essentially just act as risk aggregators. Then there's the brokerage channel, which are essentially acting as client distributors. So one thing that's critical to note, if you look at certain country jurisdictions, and we can highlight Canada as one of these, where this comment applies to, is that brokerages have chosen to have a passive in a limited relationship with their customer base. In fact, insurance carriers have largely done the same. But if you're having a head-to-head -head race in this one regard, carriers would be ahead of a brokerage uh, in terms of having a more active relationship. But still, if you step back and look at other industries, overall, it's a very, very passive relationship. The insurance industry has failed at this for 120 plus years, uh, and in Canada at least, and, and nothing else has changed. But this, this should, by 2030, this should look quite different, this picture. But this approach of having this passivity, in turn, increases your organization's exposure to disintermediation to commoditization, to disaggregation, and bluntly, invisibility. You have made yourself, chosen to make yourself invisible to your customers. Why would your firm deliberately seek through its actions and its business strategy to be invisible to your customer base and to other consumers that you still hope to win over? Point three about your firm in digital ecosystems. Your organization is in real danger, very real danger, of losing its distribution and customer relationships, particularly if you are in the brokerage channel. If that occurs, then you're gonna be hard pressed to reinvent your business model. It's gonna to be too late. But there's hope, there is hope. And hope lies in the fact that your leadership and your firm can choose to adopt an ecosystem perspective. And this entails reevaluating your traditional business model and considering partnerships with players both within and outside the insurance industry. This, in turn, will invigorate your digitization strategy and the execution of it. And look, digitization success, people often get this wrong in the insurance business. It's not so much about capital, because actually capital is very easy to find in the modern era. What it is about is about your imagination and the follow through on that re-envisioning with successful execution through risk-taking initiatives, some of which are going to fail. So you must have a willingness to embrace experimentation and failure. That goes with the territory. So what we, we're gonna see evolve, and we're seeing evolving beneath our feet today in the insurance industry, though, although the process is not complete yet, is what we just call, quote unquote, the new insurance organization. There's nothing really, uh, there's no better descriptor than that. The new insurance organization is, unlike a traditional one, is able to effectively play multiple roles in an ecosystem. An example of this would be the concerns the personal mobility ecosystem, which offers many opportunities for your organization to expand into areas such as, you might be selling auto insurance, but what about going into vehicle purchasing or vehicle maintenance or ride sharing or carpooling, or traffic management, or vehicle connectivity, or parking, whatever. Just throw out random ideas. 
What this means is that you can expand your organization's roles or role and that you essentially become within the context of the ecosystem, not just a singular player, you become more like this or living organism, like a spider with multiple tentacles into the ecosystem. But you actually have more control over your future. So think of it this way. If you were uh, in the classical music business, um, an insurance brokerage or carrier in the traditional concept is a singular instrument player sitting in the symphony. You know, they're just playing, say, the violin only. But there's all this whole range of other people performing. Well, by transforming your thinking and becoming a participant in the ecosystem economy, leaving your traditional business model aside, you're actually going to become something more akin to being the director of the orchestra, the orchestra director. And in doing so, you're ensuring that your firm actually has a future. Because if you don't make this transformation in your thinking, if you don't expand your role, we become more of a ecosystem player and director. By in doing so, first of all, you can have some measure of control over steering your future and navigating, but it also means, simply put, you are going to have a future. As a, if your organization, as a traditional insurance organization, you're at a disadvantage in the mobility industry, like an oh my God type of disadvantage. And the mobility industry itself is in the midst of a significant technology disruption. Thus, like you're facing this pressing need to reimagine your insurance firm's role with the ecosystem mindset. You must cease to think and imagine like an insurance person. Instead, you must conceive as a member of society and work back from there about what products and services and associations your, your firm, insurance firm, should be offering to consumers and looking for complementary revenue streams because you already have a touch point with the customer. So what other revenue streams can you leverage that have nothing to do with insurance? So if you look at the mobility ecosystem or the mobility sector of the economy, isolate to one area, the connected car ecosystem, which is emerging this decade. And think about this, this is astonishing. And most people don't realize this, but 99% of Canadian vehicles that are on the road in the year 2025, so just four years from now, they're gonna be connected to the connected car ecosystem. So there's benefits to your insurance firm in this regard, in far, as far as the auto insurance sales arena goes. But you know something? The risks are massive to your insurance firm. So you must consider now whether your insurance firm will ever be equipped to compete in this auto insurance arena. Personally, honestly, to be frank, I do not believe most of your organizations are going to be able to compete. So you must abandon all of the auto insurance sector in favor of pursuing non-auto related consumers and revenues. And there's a lot of reasons for that. I'll highlight some of them. I say, I'm saying this essentially because look, with recent innovations that have caused massive disruption uh, in the mobility economy, and this in turn has resulted in four key but natural stakeholders in this particular ecosystem, mobility and auto insurance. And these players are the original equipment manufacturers, so like General Motors, Toyota, et cetera, Honda, the high tech players, you know, high technology firms, Third, the insurance carriers, especially the really, really large ones. And fourth, the telecommunications providers. So I just mentioned the four key stakeholders in this area of auto insurance going forward. You notice I didn't mention MGAs or the independent insurance broker or small little tiny carriers, mutuals and so forth. 
independent brokerages have been squeezed out of this ecosystem already. And there's direct evidence of this all, all over the place. I can't go into all of it in this podcast. So for your insurance brokerage to play in this ecosystem, it would mean that you, in the auto insurance ecosystem or that, that arena, it would also mean that you must be a stakeholder. And I already mentioned who the four stakeholders are and you're not one of those. And then you would have to evolve from that position to not just being a stakeholder, but being someone who's more akin to being an orchestra director where you have some control over navigating the environment. To succeed in this auto insurance arena, you're, if, if you're an insurance brokerage, you would need to be an orchestra director in three of four main areas, customer relationships, uh, network management, service management, and analytics. So consider this is on your insurance brokerage's doorstep right now and some small carriers' doorsteps. So what have you as a insurance firm actually done about this in your business planning strategy? Do you even understand what's going on in this regard? And if you haven't done anything, it's a case of too little, too late. So abandon auto insurance. Insurance carriers in this particular area are greatly advantaged over most insurance brokerages. There's a reason for this. It's because they have a much stronger foundation in mobility due to their current customer base and how they're leveraging that data because the brokerage channel is not taking advantage of all the customer data that's flowing through them. The carriers at least are warehousing that data. The carriers also have a distribution prowess that's superior to that of the brokerage channel. And the, dairier, the carrier stock, warehouse stock of personal data from auto insurance policies is massive. Uh, and the brokerage channel has not been, had their finger on warehousing that uh, in an organized fashion. So for your, if you're an insurance brokerage, for you to effectively compete in the auto insurance distribution space going forward between now and 2030, you would have to position your firm as a true legitimate ecosystem player in order to fend off the moves by the other stakeholders I mentioned, the car manufacturers and so forth, the technology companies, the telecommunications companies, and the insurance carriers. So this would mean that your if insurance brokerage would need to build capabilities in a number of areas to succeed in auto insurance. And this is going to include areas like mobile sensors, analytical tools, and customer interfaces. So what are you doing about this right now if you're in the brokerage channel? I can tell you, nothing. And keep in mind that telematics, if you isolate to that, that's resulted in profit pools being under threat due to stiffer competition, which only becomes exacerbated in the ecosystem economy because it fosters lower compensation for distributors of insurance. But it's also fostering an advantage at the same time. It advantages insurance carriers who can go direct if they so choose and more efficiently bypass the brokerage channel and other independents to go direct to the consumer. As we sit back and we watch the car manufacturers take from conception to action from idea to action by line fitting telematics devices onto their vehicles. They're opening up their own ride sharing services companies alongside the Ubers of the world. And as we watch these ride sharing firms master network management, it means that traditional insurance organizations must move well beyond that of being risk aggregators and focus more on risk prevention. And focusing on risk prevention, by the way, has always been an inherent weakness of the brokerage channel. So again, it leaves the broker no place for the auto insurance arena. So abandon it. Now, 
I'm being quite negative on the brokerage channel at least and smaller carriers. But all of this being said, all of us must continue to understand that while insurance products and related security services will remain at the core of the insurance business, there are services such as telematics that are a way of developing deeper and profound customer relationships. Now, a carrier can do this in the auto insurance arena, but how does an independent brokerage or just a, a mid-sized brokerage, even a, even a brokerage group, they, they really can't. Insurance carriers are working with and alongside ride-sharing firms, Ubers of the world, as well as the car manufacturers like General Motors and Honda and Toyota and so forth. But also insurance carriers are working with technology players such as Google. So the carriers are way, way, way up the value chain in their efforts to develop insurance products and address the risks auto manufacturers see with things like autonomous vehicles, which are gonna to come to dominate the marketplace in the near future. I don't see currently any brokerage sitting at this table. Do you? I also don't see any brokerage ever getting a seat at that table. So with no seat, the brokerage channel cannot compete in the auto insurance arena. So abandon it. If you're an independent, smaller insurance distributor of whatever type, you must focus on product areas and ecosystems where you can realistically and successfully play and auto insurance again is not one of those. And individual consumers are about to relinquish their control over driving by embracing autonomous vehicles by 2030, 2035. This means that as an insurance distributor of whatever type, you must shift your coverage pursuits from personal lines, generally speaking, more to commercial lines or areas or to new insurance products that you create and episodic type products, which all require digital platforms to sell and distribute, by the way. You can't do them through human beings. A lot of them are low premium, low commissioned areas, high transaction. This means that your insurance firm must widen its scope of engagement to locate new sources of revenues in the ecosystem economy. So selling it, what I'm saying right there is selling insurance is not enough for you to make a go of it. To compete in this auto insurance space going forward, your insurance organization would have to develop a strong relationship with the car manufacturers. It would have to develop a strong relationship also with high technology players like Google and Apple, Toyota, Honda in terms of the cars and Amazon. So. I don't know how a brokerage is going to develop high-level relationships, uh, cooperative ones with those type of firms of that ilk. It's just not going to happen. But if you did, this in, this in turn would allow your insurance organization to assimilate into the Google's and GM's existing product and service offerings. But that's not realistic for a brokerage to do it. So again, abandon the auto insurance sector because you're not going to get a seat at the table with those stakeholders. Look, the thing is, do you, re do you think, really think it is realistic for your insurance firm, whether you're a smaller carrier or insurance brokerage, to assimilate into 
the service and product offerings of those global technology, telecommunications, and car manufacturer giants, and all their manufacturing processes. You're not going to secure a seat at that table. So I ask again, why are you still in the auto insurance arena? You cannot succeed in it going forward. Your firm will squander and waste fruitless resources, both human and capital, on a wasteful exercise of competing with global giants and industry giants. You must select the fights carefully and choose only those that you can realistically win in in terms of insurance, products, and services. Auto insurance is not one of those fights that your firm can win. Consider this, the manufacturers, the ride-sharing firms, and the technology players include in their offerings pay-as-you-drive and pay-as-you-go modeling, loyalty and gamification, emergency and breakdown services, uh, crash assistance, theft reporting. So I ask you, where does your insurance organization play in all of that? The answer is axiomatic. It points in one direction abandon the auto insurance arena entirely. You have no future in it. With rare exception, you have no future in it. So what are some actions? What must your organization, your insurance firm do to succeed in the context of the ecosystem economy? What actions must you take? Now let's highlight a few. The first concerns your leadership and your employees. They must shift their perspective from an old fashioned outdated insurance industry perspective to that of an ecosystem perspective. Failure to do so immediately will result in the failure of your firm, not just lost revenues. Your insurance firm must sell insurance by developing communities which become integrated with your ecosystems that you're participating in. And part of your success in selling and offering insurance products and services is that success will stem from developing partnerships. So keys to your insurance going firm, your firm going forward are partnership economy, playing a role in that, to the subscription economy and developing insurance products that are subscribed. So they never expire, they're not annual, they, they're just subscription models. You must, to succeed, you must take, you must take a holistic view of the insurance industry. As it is set, within the context of our broader societal paradigm shift, leaving, having left the industrial revolution-based economy, now residing in the ecosystem economy, and the transition that we're currently going through. We're about halfway through it, by the way. You must devise and implement an ecosystem strategy, your leadership team. This will require sustained dedication and commitment and out-of-the-box thinking, and you you have to be practical with this. You need to choose only the ecosystems that you believe you can win in. You might make the wrong bet or two, but you've got to make a few bets that are right. You will only succeed though, with leadership of managers and executives who completely buy into this and who are driving strong performance across multiple company dimensions, including culture, technology, customer engagement, among other things. Your top leadership, your, the chief executive officer, must accurately assess whether or not a given manager or executive possesses the requisite horsepower to succeed within this shifting paradigm. And if they do not, then move on quickly from that individual, terminate, termination. Likewise, the CEO must assess whether or not their insurance firm as a whole and in the individual arenas of culture, data, and so forth, 
actually possesses the horsepower to move forward. I mean the people horsepower. So you might have to retool your organization by bringing in some new blood. As an insurance organization, you must take a hard look at traditional roles that are familiar to you, as well as your business model and other models that you're aware of. You must then act by partnering with players in other industries, but not beyond normally what you would conceive. So get creative and think outside the box. Your insurance organization cannot succeed unless its leadership team deeply understand the way in which ecosystems are shifting value pools and changing the very nature of risk. Provided your firm and its executive team come to comprehend this new business landscape, then as a firm, you're going to, as a group, a leadership group, you will discover new sources of revenues. And many of these will have nothing to do with selling insurance. And I know there's a regulatory uh, hook in that, but that's a whole nother subject for another podcast. Bottom line is, you must re-envision, reimagine, reconceive what your insurance business is, what insurance is and is not going forward, because it's going to look different. And consider that Apple, as an example, as a company, consider how Apple is now much more than just a technology manufacturer. To some, you know, same with Facebook and what it does. You know, Facebook is like a way of life. In fact, so is Apple to a large degree. So let's touch on partnerships now in the partnership economy. Look, for your insurance organization, partnerships are critical to your success in the ecosystem economy. And now some, bro some insurance firms, to their credit, for a number of decades actually have shown some degree of leadership in uh, partnership, but they have to take it to a whole new level now. You must collaborate with anyone and everyone beyond the insurance industry's borders to find new revenues and to be sustainable as a firm. So what is your executive team actually doing about this at your insurance firm? You know, I know a lot of them, they're not doing anything about it. They don't even believe these changes are going on, even though we're five, six, seven, eight years into these changes. Any insurance employee at your firm who adheres to traditional boundaries, traditional barriers, traditional competitive attitudes and approaches will bring and is bringing tremendous harm to your firm and is doing a dramatic disservice to it and threatening its future viability, bottom line. So look, in establishing that ecosystems result in insurance organizations having to move from being solely risk aggregators to that of risk preventers, this entails developing partnerships, such as partnering with IoT, Internet of Things, providers, because this can help your insurance firm offset its inbred disadvantages in terms of lack of customer touch points and lack of customer engagement. Your firm must adopt a mindset of assembling alliances and partnerships in order to offer and distribute insurance products and services. This means establishing partnerships with technology startups, with data firms, analytic firms, and so forth. Uh, look, one example of this is Progressive Insurance Company in the United States which partnered with Zuby, and Zuby is a vehicle tracking and engine diagnostic device. And this was, uh, for Progressive Insurance, this was to give their customers sight lines into how their driving habits are affecting their premiums. I ask you, where does your insurance organization fit into this equation? 
If you're a brokerage channel, you're not a player in that equation. Another example uh, involves Liberty Mutual Insurance in the United States, where they partnered with a company called Nest. Nest provided smoke detectors to insureds, and that cost was offset by monthly homeowners discounts tied to the Nest product. That's a fairly rudimentary example. Another example involves Munich Reinsurance, which is partnering with digital partners, quote unquote, which is their effort to partner with insurance disruptors by nurturing an ecosystem that supports the development of startups, which include things like Trove Insurance in the US out in California, which is non, Trove is an on-demand insurance provider through smartphones only. Uh, if we move on to your insurance organization, especially the brokerage channel, it must be alert to the simple fact that you're being targeted in your traditional value chain by all manner of insure tech companies as much as you are by other traditional insurance industry competitors. And it's not just insure tech companies you're being, your value chain is being targeted by. It's also the manufacturers of some equipment like cars and telecommunications devices and things like this. And some large massive retailers like Costco and Amazon. But if you focus on SureTechs in particular, to date, they've had a, they've limited their focus on easily accessible slivers of the insurance industry, mainly though on the distribution side in property and casualty insurance. So in other words, they are launching direct frontal attacks on your insurance firm's operating space. So I ask you, how is your firm responding to this challenge? Are you doing enough? Are you moving fast enough? Do you have the right personnel and management positions to carry you forward successfully in this ecosystem environment? Look, look, it's axiomatic that since insurtechs are working at attacking your area of the value chain, you must partner with one or more of them to preserve and advance your firm's interests and sustainability. The continuing elevation of ecosystems in society involves multiple firms coming together in effectively symbiotic relationships in order to achieve greater value for your insurance organization than you, would, you could otherwise capture operating alone. A really good example of this involves Apple and their desire to participate in the health ecosystem. In this case, Apple launched its uh, HealthKit open platform, which offers uh, Apple device users the option to share their health and activity data across affiliated applications on the Apple smartphones. This integration involves participants, which include not only Apple, but also the consumer, doctors, researchers, hospitals, universities, tech developers to access data on patient care and research studies and marketing and product development and so forth. So. Translate that to the insurance business and your firm and what you're doing. So now let's move on to the customer relationship because the ecosystem economy radically transforms customer relations. So let's highlight a few areas. A key thing to note, I've already mentioned this about I think once or twice in this podcast, value pools. Value pools are shifting aggressively as technology companies make incursions into the insurance industry because they own the technology pathway. Think about it. Your insurance 
firm, whether you're a carrier or brokerage, for the most part, you don't own the technology pathway, the digital one, to distribute, sell, and manage services that you sell to the consumer. Someone else owns it, and they're not even insurance carriers. They're not insurance industry in any way. This, these are direct full frontal attacks on your customer relationships. And those technology pathway providers who are helping you, who you're selling your products and services on to some degree now, they're collecting all the data on this. And they're attacking, they can use that data down the road to attack your customer relationships and take you out at the knees. The customer relationship, you must own the customer relationship and you cannot cede any ground in this respect. And if you're a brokerage, you cannot see ground to insurance carriers, let alone the technology players. Although there are certain situations where the customer relationship will be shared among ecosystem partners and collaborators, even those who you're competing against. Again, you'll be frenemies, you'll be working together sometimes. Your customers, all of them, no matter what type of insurance org you are, are waking up to a world in which their needs are addressed through their smartphones. They're now codependent. So I ask you a simple question. How have you, as an insurance firm and leadership team, acted on this reality? The digital society that we now reside in requires all of us to place the customer at the center of every business activity and every digital activity. But have you actually done this in your strategic planning as well as your operational execution? Look, one's mindset must radically change literally overnight to adapt. And the pace of change is so fantastically rapid that strategic planning cannot take place annually anymore. At worst, it's got to be on a monthly basis. Otherwise, you are falling further and further behind. In the customer relationship, look, there's economic value that your insurance firm can capture if you place the customer at the center of your digital activities. To that end, you must develop digital ecosystems around customers to survive and grow your revenues. Your firm needs to realize the obvious, especially if you're, look, the distribution channel for insurance has been the target of disruption primarily because digital natives, which are technology players, technology companies, or some call them outside slicers, they have successfully shown that ownership of the customer relationship is a stepping stone to an ecosystem play. So just to rephrase that, technology companies, which are, you know, they'll, they'll develop a platform to target a given insurance specialty product area, slicing it. The reason why they're doing that is it's a stepping stone for down the road into the ownership of your customer relationship. And that's their ecosystem play. Now, look, because the core, there's the regulatory side of this, because the core of the insurance industry is so highly regulated, especially in Western jurisdictions, Western states, by Western states, I mean the West globally. Your insurance firm does, because of this, the regulatory environment, it does possess a competitive advantage as a result of your skills at navigating the regulatory environment and those relationships with regulators, but also because of the capital requirements that are needed to advance disruption in the insurance business. 
and to make an ecosystem play that involves insurance. There are some requirements in that regard. But within the insurance industry, insurance carriers are advantaged over the broker channels simply due to their greater availability on the capital front and their greater resources of internal data that has been warehoused. Look, in observing fintechs, they may or may not kill off banks one at a time in some countries, but fintechs will destroy and sap to a degree the banking sector's profitability. The same can be said of insurtechs and the insurance sector, becoming marginally profitable while residing in a heavily regulated sector is not a glamorous future for your insurance firm, and it's not sustainable. Considering that your customer relationships, you must be realistic and realize that ecosystem players like Amazon and Google are better positioned than you are at your insurance firm to invade all of the insurance value chain. As things stand today, that's a true statement. You must also acknowledge that the Amazons and Googles of the world, these types of firms, have declared their intent to do just this. How has your insurance firm planned for this? How have you taken actions to navigate this attack and current attack, but also future attack on your current sources of revenues and discover new sources of revenue for your insurance firm? Have you done anything about this? Look, Google is in a position, as an example, to seize advantage of its collected data from Google AdWords involving insurance, sales, and service. It can easily leverage this to invade your value chain. How does your insurance firm navigate this threat? Standing back at a, like a moon to Earth perspective, we can see that Google has mastered the human-computer interface. And this, in turn, has fundamentally altered the customer landscape. Add to this observance Amazon, which has mastered the next customer interaction frontier, which involves voice, Amazon Alexa, which is using speech recognition to perform a growing range of tasks on command. So Amazon's coined this built-in brains called Alexa, but and marketed it really well to boot. Add to these two basic observances, another one involving Liberty Mutual Insurance in the United States, which has been adding Amazon Alexa tools, which allow their customers and their users to obtain insurance estimates and advice on residential and auto issues and policies. So your conception of the customer relationship at your insurance firm must be radically different than it has been and is at present. Your customer relationships going forward must create a user experience and provide wider access to related information to customers beyond just insurance. For example, when gale force winds are blowing into your city or town, warn customers in advance, do so digitally using the smartphone. These re-envisioned customer relationships by your insurance firm within the context of the ecosystem society will result in your firm accessing the holy grail, in modern day terms at least, which is data, because you will have multiple avenues into customer information, which you can then leverage in your, your actions towards the customer. Taking ownership of data, accessing new avenues of data, 
through partnerships, through the development of ecosystems by your insurance firm is a necessity to survive and to thrive going forward. Areas of products and services such as auto insurance related where we can clearly see the brokerage channel, for instance, and smaller carriers are on the outside of that data connectivity and sensor world. So you must be abandoned in favor of arenas where your insurance firm has secured better and more direct access to customer data. And this is advanced by you taking advantage of Internet of Things or IoT, which your firm must adopt now in order to create revenue and customer engagement opportunities and which fosters better and more frequent customer interactions. The employment of IoT does this. An example of this is sensors based in homes or on articles of things that when compromised, they're resulting in an insured event which automatically engages a trigger-based claims payment via apps. Look, Trove Insurance in the United States is engaging in this manner. So as far as your customer relationships go, I will leave you with this. Uh, a massive Chinese insurance company called Ping An has now expanded into offering healthcare consultations, automobile sales, real estate listings, and banking services, among other things, to its online insurance customers, all through a single customer interface. This is a very advanced way of thinking, and the industry in many jurisdictions insurance is nowhere near what they're doing in China. So why are you not doing this at your insurance firm? Doing this would evolve your firm to a consumer marketplace, which is inherently dynamic in a different way of thinking. But here's some positives. I'll just say about this in terms of the traditional insurance channel. As an incumbent and tr traditional insurance organization, you do possess some inherent advantages when it comes to analytic capabilities and familiarity when compared to other industries that we've seen under assault over the last 30, 40 years. And this is simply because analytics have been at the core of the traditional insurance business model in some form for a very long time. So insurance firms can leverage this traditional incumbent knowledge with analytics through embracing digital ecosystems, which will lead you to expanding your business models and locating new sources of revenues. In part, this means that you are evolving your firm to advance risk assessments and safety measures through the use of something like Amazon Alexa for connected home solutions for your insurance customers. The same data must be applied to other product lines for better nuanced pricing and risk controls. Look, the data that you accumulate through a given product line at your insurance firm must be used for modeling even including if you're brokerage, in order to, but the modeling is to change your customer interactions, to change your approaches to risk, to develop new products and new services, and seeking out, but creatively so, new partnerships to advance in your participation in ecosystems. So to some degree, all insurance firms start with some basic position where they can provide your data and you can take your inherent analytic abilities as a service to other industry players outside of insurance, but you can only do this if you're a digital ecosystem player. So here's a really key thing I wanna to touch on now, and that's the nature of insurance risk. Fundamentally, the nature of insurance risk is not just evolving, it's changing. 
like truly changing. The risks that need to be insured are changing as well. And there are two basic reasons for this. One is that with the insurance industry, we have historically understood that with measuring risk, pricing risk, and understanding risk, that a certain amount of uncertainty goes along with that. But going forward, this uncertainty, the uncertainty is actually being reduced significantly as tracking and predictive technologies improve. Look, examples of this are simple and they're obvious. Uh, one example is connected vehicles, which are statistically proven to have fewer accidents and mechanical breakdowns. Second example is predictive maintenance, which reduces business interruptions. Another way that insurance risk is changing. Actuarial models and risk distribution are changing significantly, massively actually. For example, the result of uh, demutualization, uh, and actually I'll just mention as a side, mutuals are at risk in this paradigm shift. So as a result of demutualization, it may give cause to shift the focus to predicting and managing the risks of individuals rather than communities. This shift will cause premiums to be under pressure, which is then reducing traditional stable revenues. Unless the mutuals in particular find new markets to find new revenues, they will cease to exist. Ecosystem companies those that choose to be, possess the capability to scale at a much faster rate, to scale their growth and revenue growth at a much faster rate than traditionally operated firms. Or just simply put, the way we've gone about this in the, in the past. So your ecosystem strategy can facilitate the expansion of your insurance firm into adjacent but complementary and completely new areas of business. Uh, in part by using complementary services and partnerships. For example, like what if you were to offer innovative hybrid insurance solutions, which also include service offerings with partners in other industries like predictive maintenance or smart parking or preventative care? Or what if um, you need to uh, harness insights from sensor data from other industries because you're insuring products that they've made? or goods that they made, but, but to help design these products to better quantify risk and to discover new areas to insure. Uh, what if you take your expertise and offer your proprietary data and ability to analyze it to third party industries, such as data marketplaces to derive new monetary streams for your insurance firm? And I know there's regulatory issues with this, but that, again, that's the subject of multiple other podcasts. In this emerging ecosystem economy, it is most likely that insurance will be used as a risk mitigation service for each of these grander global ecosystems that are developing now. But it is realistic that insurance organizations move to constitute their own sub ecosystems, which are catering to various institutions and individuals and mid-sized and small organizations. The ecosystems most relevant to the insurance industry and thus should be under consideration for your firm as entry points include mobility, housing, health, wealth protection, and 
B2B services. You need to mobilize in those areas now to grow your revenues. Obviously there's some others, but those are key ones to hone in on. So what are some opportunities and risks to your insurance firm? Look, there's a massive opportunity for those firms who react fast. Not all industries are well equipped or well suited to face the challenge or pursue the ecosystem generated opportunities. The insurance industry in some countries with its associated backwardness and ignorant, willfully ignorant leadership is not well placed to succeed. Firms like yours that choose to pursue these opportunities that are being generated and fight the fight must be realistic because no firm's gonna capture all of the value that's obtainable. Larger insurance carriers are clearly better suited to evolve rapidly, to adapt rapidly, and to essentially become these directors within the ecosystem economy, you know, major players. But that being said, the onset of wave after wave of new ecosystems does provide numerous opportunities for your insurance firm to reimagine, realign priorities and realign initiatives. If you make the right choices now, you can leap ahead of many competitors. To succeed, you need to do more than just invest in technology. This is where a lot of insurance people get it wrong. All of your investments must be viewed, reviewed, and assessed through the lens of your firm's dimensions, like culture, data, and so forth, not just traditional measurements. And this is done to ensure that your investments directly dovetail with your firm's needs in the ecosystem economy. Adhering to traditional investment and expense choices will result in the failure of your insurance organization. Outright failure. It will disappear from the landscape. There are opportunities before you to create new sources of revenues beyond just your insurance revenue, beyond selling insurance policies. By rethinking your traditional roles, and through adoption of this ecosystem mindset. I can identify six key questions and areas which help shape and determine your firm's discussion with regard to its ecosystem strategy. And these hone these six areas and questions that you must ask your firm and leadership team are involve one, strategy, customers, partnerships, technology, talent, and culture. In terms of strategy, in terms of your firm's priorities, where does your ecosystem strategy rank? And by the way, it's gotta be number one by a country mile. Two, customers. How does your firm's customer ownership, access and engagement, what does it look like? How does it appear? Three, partnerships. Does your firm have a strong network of partners that will allow you to extend beyond your traditional insurance industry boundaries? and find your revenue streams and sustainability. Four, technology. Is technology seen as the fuel of your firm's strategy? And by the way, it must be. Five, talent. Is your firm positioned to attract as well as retain the most innovative and entrepreneurial talent? Your office locations and geography matter in this regard. Six, culture. Are your customers literally at the center of everything that your firm does, the way in which you think and the way in which you conceive. So that's it for this podcast. Uh, till the next time, on, we'll do a couple more on ecosystems and some interviews with experts in this area. 
uh, take care. SureTechFintechRevolution.com and QDigital. This is Patrick Belton.